Welcome to Thrive Deeper, the podcast based on the Thrive Bible Reading Guide. This is the ongoing conversation about God's Word with Thrive's author, Dr. Matthew Jacoby, and your host, DJ Payne. Good day and welcome to episode 87 of your favourite podcast, Thrive Deeper. It's your old pal DJ Payne here. And on this week's episode, Matthew Jacoby and myself sit down and it's a bit bittersweet. (laughs) I might have to pull that box of tissues back out again because we're saying goodbye to the book of Genesis. Yes, this is it, our last episode on the book of Genesis. We say goodbye to this cast of characters that we've grown to love, maybe some of them begrudgingly, but we've, we're saying goodbye to Jacob, to Joseph, his sons, the brothers. We're leaving them in Egypt here as we get ready to head into the very exciting book of Exodus. Now, we don't want to get ahead of myself, so let's go into this week's episode, the final episode on the book of Genesis. Thank you so much for downloading. I'll be back in just a little while for a very special offer for you, but enjoy Thrive Deeper. Matthew, mm. hello. The, the end of Genesis is upon us. It's uh, it's kind of sad. Because it is. I I have so enjoyed oh. looking at this book. Yeah. I mean, we have been scuba diving in this book. I mean, yeah. g- in the amount of time given to us, but yes. um, and and we have done it in big blocks. But I think the big blocks are important because we get the main gist of all of these stories. Well, it, it is it is like we're saying goodbye here to a, a cast. It's like the end of a movie where you don't want the movie to finish. You know, yeah. like it's a, it's a cast of characters. As we say goodbye to Joseph, we say goodbye to Jacob, we say goodbye yeah. to, you know, mm. to the brothers and everything like this. It's a, it's a group of people that we've got to know and love and hate and go on the ups and downs here. And now we're wrapping up this amazing yeah. foundational book. That's right. And the final, the final act really is the last words and gestures of Jacob mm. uh, at the end. That's what we're looking at yeah. today. Um, it's He is in the in the last sort of um, phase, you know, he's facing uh, death, he's ill at this stage. He's a very old, yes. very old man. 147. Uh, Joseph um, brings his sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, mm. uh, to Jacob. Now, interestingly, in verse 5, uh, Jacob says to Joseph, now then so, you're- jo- Chapter 48 we're in? Uh, chapter 48, yeah, yes. verse 5, chapter 48, sorry. Uh, he says, now then your two sons born to you in Egypt before I came to you here will be reckoned as mine. Ephraim and Manasseh will be mine just as Reuben and Simeon are mine. Now this is really important for the 12 tribes that are going to come from this because what we find is that the 12 tribes don't include, so the 12 tribes of Israel mm. uh, don't include- Reuben, um, but and and they don't include Joseph as such. They include Joseph's two sons. It's not there's anything wrong with yeah. a Joseph, but um, in a sense, see, see Joseph, uh, he has sort of made way for all this. He's and in a sense, what Jacob is doing is taking his two sons in his stead, mm. so that Joseph is represented by two sons, which then takes the place of Reuben. And so that there's still twelve. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Now Simeon. I mean, it's, it's interesting they mentioned Simeon there. Simeon in the tribal allotment actually isn't given a separate yeah. uh, piece of 
property, they are actually scattered among, and that's going to be um, prophesied as to why that is. That's to do with the Shechemite yeah. uh, thing. The killing that we yeah. saw, the, the saw uh, amongst the Shechemites. Go. So this is where it gets really interesting, and this is where for, for fellow nerds, yeah. put your nerds hat on and take some notes here because this is now going to be important. Yeah. For the rest of the Old Testament is understanding the basis of the 12 yeah. tribes so if, of Israel. That's right. So if you – if you do a search and look up the 12 sons of Jacob, right, yeah. you're going to get a, di- a slightly different list than if you look up the 12, the 12 tribes. tribes of Israel. Okay, yeah. and that's because Reuben isn't included yeah. in the 12 tribes of Israel and instead of Joseph, Joseph's two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Mm. Now, um, and again, like, it's very important to, and you get the sense of that in 48, at the beginning of 48, yeah. it's not a slight on Joseph at all. No, in fact, it's a blessing because he becomes two tribes. Yes, it's 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 yeah. it's, it's a doubling of blessing and it's almost an acknowledgement of Jacob of, you know, your sons that you had in Egypt, they are my yeah. sons. They are as good as mine. In fact, you've been doubly blessed because yeah. of what he was. That's right. You know, it's a real warm picture, actually. Yeah, in terms of space, they're actually going to be two of the biggest tribes yeah. uh, as well. So, I mean, it'd be interesting. I think I'd encourage listeners to go look online at a map of the 12 tribes and look at the distribution of the 12 tribes of Israel uh, in the land of Israel. It's interesting to see them all laid out like yeah. that. And um, to make it even more interesting, to make it even more interesting, knowing what we know, in verse uh, verse 5, Jacob says, I am adopting as my own sons these two boys of yours, Ephraim and Manasseh. You were born here in the land of Egypt before I arrived. They will inherit from me just as Reuben and Simeon as well. Yeah. He names the two. He names yeah. the two sons that are almost not getting replaced, but almost on a different yeah. level. It's yeah, that's very, right. Yeah, mm. yeah. So uh, and then so he brings the so he brings the boys forward, yeah. Ephraim and Manasseh, and he. Uh, it's interesting that um, says Joseph took both of them, Ephraim in his right hand, uh, mm. and um, to his left hand Manasseh, right because. Uh, because um, uh, so what, what happens here is that Jacob takes the oldest the, and youngest, the, the youngest in his right hand yes. and the oldest in his left hand. Yes. Now this is important because you bless the most prominently important one, the eldest child with yeah. your right hand, right? Yes. Yes. And the younger one gets your left hand. And this is where you get this classic youngest and oldest thing uh, happening again here. Which Jacob is the living embodiment right, he's of. He's the living embodiment yeah. of this. Joseph is almost the living embodiment yeah, as well. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So, uh, so Joseph wants to change his hands, but he says, "No, no, no! I'm blessing the younger yeah. Ephraim and it. giving the younger." And again, it's a really interesting feature: this feature of the youngest being given totally given the birthright uh, or, or the, the blessing, because it works against a sense of entitlement. God's blessing does not work through natural entitlement; it comes by grace. And so this is where you have this very common feature of the youngest being blessed over the oldest. So the one who deserves it most doesn't get it and the one who doesn't deserve it gets it. That's what we see in Jacob mm-hmm. uh, and Esau. Uh, you know, we, we, we see it in a number of places. So um, so Jacob does this because, of course, he's benefited from this and, and so he blesses Ephraim uh, as the oldest. And it's interesting, Ephraim becomes the main tribe I'm going to scoot forward a little yeah, bit here. Yeah, yeah. When the when the kingdom of Israel is split in two, 
The southern kingdom is going to be known as Judah. Mm. Um, and the northern kingdom is going to be known, often known as, well, it's often referred to just as Israel. Israel. Okay. Yeah. Because it has the majority of the 12 tribes of, of Israel, or, or often referred to as Jacob because it's the same thing. But it's often referred to as Ephraim or even Joseph. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, Psalm 80, you who lead Joseph like a flock. It's, yeah. it's Psalm 80 is a lament over the destruction yeah. of the northern kingdom. Uh, Hear us, O Lord God of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock. Yeah. And by Joseph, the writer of Psalm 80 is talking about the, the northern tribes, yeah. two of which, the greatest of which are Ephraim and Manasseh, yeah. but often the northern tribes are known as Ephraim because that becomes the greatest. Anyway, I know that's all details. No, no, but, but that's beautiful. That's beautiful. You see where you, that comes from. Yeah, and you get the prophecies of oftentimes we're talking about that area. Yeah. Like you say, J- Joseph's trouble. You get that's Joseph, right. the, you know, it names yeah, Joseph. You know, and, and I think that's important because when you read the prophets uh, as well as the Psalms, as, as I've said, it's like who is Ephraim? Why, why yeah. is he talking to, a, you yeah. know, Judah and Ephraim or, yeah. or, or, the, or Joseph or what? You can get lost in the names, but what you've just got to remember that for future scripture, Ephraim refers to the northern tribes or Joseph refers to the northern tribes. Israel up until uh, the time after Solomon refers to, well, even afterwards it refers to all of God's people, but from after Solomon, uh, during the time of Jeroboam and Rehoboam, after um, 921 B.C., they're going to be Israel and Judah are going to be separate northern kingdoms. Southern kingdoms. Northern, still all regarded as God's people, yes. but a divided kingdom. So you just got to remember that, and there's a little bit of that got, being anticipated that's already. It. Here. We got foundational elements here. So we see another interesting point that I see in 48 is Jacob, aka Israel, mm. you know. The interesting character that he has been, like the the almost like the anti-hero yeah. he's been in a lot of the stories that we have about him, when it's time for him to give the blessing for the boys, he has you you finally see him almost at a peace with God. Mm. You know, you see him saying, like, may God, the God before whom my grandfather Abraham, my father Isaac walked, mm. the God who has been my shepherd all my life. Yeah. You know, there's this yeah, finally right. yeah. he's talking about God as his God yeah. and and being able to speak as behalf of God and blessing Ephraim and Manasseh. Uh, even even Joseph is like, you know, uh, bewildered at the reversal of it. But he, but, yeah. but and, and it's interesting what Jacob says there. Yeah. Uh, it says, but he's, when he went to change it, it says in verse 19 of verse 48, but his father refused and said, I... I know my son. I know. Yeah. I, I know what I'm doing. No, in other no, words, doing. Uh, he too will become a great people. Talking about Manasseh, uh, and he too will become great. Nevertheless, his younger brother will be greater than he, and his descendants will become a group of nations. And he blessed that day, and, and he so he blesses them. Uh, so and so he put a frame ahead of Manasseh. And again, Jacob himself. Yes. yes. The one who this is an expression <laughs> of the fact that he, the undeserving one, had received this blessing. So he wants to pass this blessing on not to the one whose natural right it was, but he wants to, because the blessing is comes by grace, not by natural entitlement. It comes by grace. And that's what prophetically Jacob yeah. is declaring here. Amen. Um, is declaring the nature of the kind of blessing that he's passing on. So then in verse 49. Chapter 49. Uh, yeah, sorry, chapter 49, we come to him blessing all of the, uh, the, the rest. Yeah, ama- amazing scene. And, and all- it's... 
and all, it's all twelve sons. Yeah, gathered around him. Yeah. You don't, you, I don't know if Ephraim Manasseh is still there with Joseph. Yeah, but all twelve sons gather around him on his deathbed, and and Jacob Jacob prophesies in this beautiful language. Well, it's and it's interesting that he does, and it's more it's 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 an explicit prophecy. Mm. We haven't really got this before. Uh, this is where we've we've looked at the mediatorial thing. We've looked at them playing the 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 role of the mediator, the priests. Mm. But here we have Jacob performing the role of the prophet. Amazing. Amazing. This is a really important yeah, moment here. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he says, um, then Jacob called for his sons and said, gather around so I can tell you what will happen to you in days to come. Yeah. But all, but, but even like even the relationship that we see with Abraham and, and God, yeah. you know, that beginning foundational relationship yeah. and how close they were and Abraham did act as a prophet yeah. and, and things yeah. like that. Isaac, we see a, a little bit of that as well, that tradition going yeah. through. Now with Jacob, we finally get like this fullness of, you know, this beginning, this new relationship of God speaking through yeah. his chosen one yeah. and, and and it being, you know, fulfilled. We will see it being fulfilled as, as we yeah. go through the rest of the yeah. Old Testament. It's amazing. It's amazing. So I'll just speak to um, – a few of these. First of all, Reuben is um, well. I mean, when it comes to Reuben, uh, he says, "You know, turbulent as the waters, you will no longer excel." Mm-hmm. Now, th- there was a point when, I mean, Reuben has been problematic for a number of reasons. First of all, I mean, he's the eldest; he should have taken responsibility for Joseph. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the Shechemite situation. I mean, he's implicated in that. Yes. Um, uh, in, in a sense, I mean, Simeon and Levi more so. But he also, at one point, he slept with his father's concubine. This is in um, chapter 35, verses 21 and 22. Yes. Um, It says there that while Israel was living in that region, Reuben went in and slept with his father's concubine, Bilhah, and Israel heard of it. So so, um, for that, that's really the the final reason or the main reason given here why he's not going to be counted as one of the uh, 12 tribes. Simeon and Levi, of course, I've said something about that. Um, uh, earlier on, uh, because of the violence against the Shechemites, yes. of taking things into their own hands, playing God, doing judgment. He's scattering his their descendants yep. throughout the entire they land. They played the judge, so they're going to be scattered throughout the land. Mm-hmm. Now, for Levi, uh, that wasn't to be the case with Levi just because of this. It was also God's purpose that they be scattered throughout because they, yes. the priests would be the ones that taught the people and so forth, so they were meant to be scattered throughout the land anyway. Judah, um, uh, this the prophecy here is important because it says your father's sons will bow down to you. You are a lion's cub in Judah. It says in verse 10, uh, chapter 49, the scepter will not depart from Judah nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until uh, he to whom it belongs shall come and the obedience of the nations shall be his. This is a messianic prophe- prophecy. Wow. So right here, Jacob the prophet, this kind of first explicitly prophetic moment, what does he prophesy? He prophesies the coming of the Messiah, uh, the coming of Christ here. The scepter will not depart from Judah, uh, and, you know, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he to whom it belongs shall come and the obedience of the nations shall be his. Wow. So the kings that come from Judah are in a sense the caretakers of the scepter. Yes. Yeah, of yeah, the yes. messianic scepter. Yes. They're the caretaker. I mean, this is an important verse. Yeah. Uh, until he to whom it really belongs will come, and that's Christ, 
who is still to come uh, for us, and the obedience of the nation shall be his. This is a stunning messianic prophecy right here uh, in relation to Judah. Um, Zebulun will live by the seashore. Issachar, I mean, uh, we could go through these. Dan. Um, Govern his people. Yeah, uh, they're, they're going to be right up the north. In fact, interestingly to, uh, to this day, um, you can visit. There is an Israelite village, a Danite village in the north. Um, it's, it's in an archaeological area called Tel Dan. You can go visit it. Wow. It's got um, an actual original Israelite village, Danite village uh, up there. Uh, which we go to visit. That's just fascinating. It's actually where, also where Jeroboam's altar is. Wow. Uh, it's, it's, it's just, um, well, uh, maybe two stone throws from, uh, from this village, uh, in fact. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. the point is, so, uh, and, and it goes, and there's, you know. Uh, Dan, Gad, Asher, goes through, Naftali. There's a lot said about Joseph as a fruitful vine, oh. a fruitful vine, uh, and, and absolutely they do. They become a really big tribe. Um, and and they are they are blessed. That's so. Joseph becomes the tribes of Manasseh and Ephraim. Just to um, uh, repeat what I said before, mm. and then of course there's Benjamin. Yep. Uh, Benjamin Raven, Ravenous Wolf. Now, interestingly, the first king, uh, people's choice of king, is going to come from. He's going to be a Benjamite. That's Saul. Uh, he's going to be a Ravenous Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but, of course, David is going to come from the tribe of Judah. So um, uh, these – and these are the 12 tribes. Uh, all, it says here, all these are the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, this is interesting, again, because ben, uh, Reuben is mentioned, but Reuben doesn't become one of the 12 tribes of Israel. So this is – in a sense, you could say this gives the rationale yes. for the 12 tribes of Israel and how they end up the way that they do. Yeah. Uh, amazing. I mean, there's so much – we could spend so much time in there – Let's leave it at that. Jacob, uh, Jacob. Then at the end of forty nine, he finally, you know, uh, soon I will die. Bury me with my father and my grandfather in the field uh, where Abraham. Da, da 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 da. And you know, he when he he laid back when Jacob had finished this charge to his sons, where are you going to bury me? Joseph had already promised him, oh, I'm going to yeah. bury you there, Dad. He lay back in his bed, breathed his last, and died. Yeah. What a scene. I know. What, what an scene. amazing yeah. scene. And uh, and actually they carry him back. It says in verse 12 of chapter 50, after he dies, it says he's embalmed, interestingly, in Egyptian, in Egyptian yep. fashion. Yep. Uh, so he gets a full Egyptian embalmment. But it says Jacob's sons uh, carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave in the field of Machpelah uh, near Mamre, which Abraham had, brought, uh, had bought. So – this is like this field that Abraham has bought with the cave in it, um, and it's still there today. The, the cave of the patriarchs—it's called. It's difficult to visit because of the territory yes. uh, that it's in. But one day I'm going to try and visit uh, this place. Um, uh, it's important because it's the first kind of uh, rightful foothold of God's people in the yeah. land. It's the burial place. Like that means something. Yeah. The fact that the patriarchs are buried there—it's like where your fathers are buried. That's your home. So this is interesting, is that right at this point, this is a declaration. They're in Egypt, but their home isn't in Egypt. Their home is there in the promised land. Really important statement that this is making.
G'day family, DJ here again, and like I told you at the top of the show, we've got an incredibly exciting special, do I sound like a car salesman? Have we got a deal for you? (laughs) Hey, in light of the fact that it's uh, coming up to the end of January, beginning of February, and we've got a brand new podcast on the way, a whole new podcast in Thrive Perspectives. We wanted to do a special offer to you, our Thrive Deeper listeners. And this is all about subscribing to the Thrive Bible Reading Guide. Whether it's a physical copy of the small book or it's a digital copy, an ebook that you can read on your Kindle or whatever you have, we have got a half price offer for you. If you subscribe for 12 months to either the printed booklet or the ebook edition, you can save 50%. That means for your first year's subscription is only $22 Australian for the mailed edition or $10 for the ebook edition. Now you've got to be quick because the offer ends on Valentine's Day, February the 14th. That's when Thrive Perspectives, a brand new podcast, gets released. So you need to head over to thrivetoday.net.au, our home online. And here, grab a pen, grab a paper because you need to write this down. Your coupon code that you use at checkout is Thrive Today. Put that in as a coupon code, Thrive Today, and you will get 50% off your subscription. I'll say that again. Head over to thrivetoday.net.au. Subscribe to either the physical copy or the ebook. You get 50% off when you use the coupon code Thrive Today. All one word, no spaces. Use it there. All right, let's go back to Matthew and myself as we get into the end of Genesis. DJ here with you and Matthew. We are in chapter 50, the final chapter of the book of Genesis. We have just seen Joseph, uh, the second youngest son of Jacob, aka Israel, embalm his, his dead father, take him to the land of the forefathers, their homeland, their birthright as it was, settle him down, come back. Then the question that I've had Right from the time that that Joseph said, "It's me, Joseph," to his to his brothers, yeah. what is going on in the brothers' hearts? <laughs> we finally get the answer wrapped That's up right. here. I mean, they're thinking, "Oh, now our father's dead; he's going to kill us all." I mean, they just can't believe yes. that he's going to show them this grace. Now, this is now just to keep a reminder here. This is seventeen years later. Yeah. 17 years, they've yeah. made their home in, in Goshen, yeah. Yeah. you know, just out of Egypt. They have uh, been there together. Joseph has blessed them. Jacob, their, their, their father, has finally died. They are prospering in the country. Joseph comes rolling back in the town, having done the special duties yeah. of that he promised his son. They all come back. They settle down. And, and sure enough, <laughs> sure enough, the guilt that is in their hearts yeah. is like, Right here, boys. Now we're going to get it. Get ready. Get ready. There's yeah. no way that Joseph could actually have forgiven us. Yeah. Well, uh, and he does. And and this is where you get this stream of grace that's such a, a prominent um, theme throughout the book of Genesis. It really, 
It's this beautiful tie-up moment of grace. They're expecting judgment. That's what happens. They just can't believe that the, their brother, because in the ancient world, you don't leave this undone. It's, it doesn't, you know, you, you, your, your wrongs are going to be avenged and they should be avenged even. But what we see here is, um, and they send word to Joseph, um, you know, please forgive the sins of your servants. Uh, and they came and they throw themselves down before him. Saying, so we're, your, we're your slaves. Yeah, that's right. We're your slaves. And Joseph's response. Beautiful. Oh. He says, don't be afraid. And this is important. Am I in the place of God? Oh. I'm not going to judge you. Uh, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Beautiful. So this is grace. What they get they get the good that they don't deserve. And that's the whole, right from chapter 11, uh, sorry, chapter 12, the whole story has been a, about a story of grace, like people getting blessed, not because they deserve it, not because it's their right. Remember we talked about the the firstborn and the your oldest and the youngest thing. It's in there. The message is in there. It's not uh, a blessing that's given because it's deserved. It's a blessing given by grace. Grace means undeserved favour. Oh. And this is what these brothers get in the end of the story. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. They get undeserved favour yeah. uh, because it's like, you know, uh, Joseph is not going to play judge. No. He, he recognises God has a purpose through all of the stuff that happens and uh, these brothers get blessed in the end. So in a sense, this lays the foundation for the people of yeah. Israel. Yeah. Uh, in a sense have already their whole life as a nation is built on this foundation of grace, right? Mm. You exist. The reason you even exist yeah. is because of grace, mm. because you were forgiven. It's like you have this record in the past, but as Psalm 130 says, if you, O Lord, kept a record of sin, who could stand? Well, they're going to stand and they're mm. going to go on and become the 12 tribes of Israel precisely because of grace. And this is where uh, we end up. It's, it's, so, it's such an amazing ending. In speaking volumes of what God calls us to in relation to Himself, in the yeah. in this relational thing that God is calling to, and it's amazing that thousands of years ago, before there was any written word yeah. of God's, yeah. Joseph got it. Yeah, Joseph got like that is such a beautiful yeah, right. articulation. And he both he not only got it but yeah. embodies it. Yes. And imparts it's it so out, rich. like yeah. radiates yeah, it that's out. Right. And there's another, there's there's a picture here, not to get all psychological here, but I love the fact that Joseph, in in the act of taking responsibility, in the act of understanding where he's been placed in the position, the position that he's got, in understanding where God has put him, he yeah. takes, he has the bigger role with his older brothers mm. who are still damaged. They're yeah. not getting it. Yeah. And he speaks kindly to yeah, them. That's right. Yeah. He doesn't turn around like if, if I was yeah, Joseph, yeah. I'd be like, guys, yeah. come on. Yeah, that's right. We've been through this, you idiots. Yeah. You know, I, I, did, I didn't think, the thought didn't enter my head of knocking you all off now that dad's gone, but you know what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're so dumb and frustrating. Yeah. It might be like uh, there's there's none of that in him. He, he takes the responsibility to speak kindly to them, to keep on reassuring yeah. them and looking after them. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And then finally the death of Joseph. Yeah. So uh, 
Interestingly, uh, before he dies, it says that he lives uh, 110 years, interestingly. Mm. Uh, he sees the third generation of Ephraim's children. Beautiful. Now, he's seen them, he sees them blessed. Remember, it says yes. they increased in number. He's seeing them yep. increasing and increasing, increasing. He's about to die. So he's their connection with power. Yep. Um, uh, they're shepherds in, in the land. And I think he anticipates. Yep. Um, look, I think probably even in a natural sense he could have anticipated this, but I think, again, there's a insight here because he says it says in verse 24, and this is where the book of Genesis finishes, yes. then Joseph said to his brothers, I'm about to die, but God will surely come to your aid. Mm. And what does he mean by that? So I think he's anticipating the fact that things are going to get messy. Mm. Now, this has already happened whenever, uh, we, and we saw this with um, – already with Isaac and with when Isaac increased and grew in number and the people of the land, go away from us, go away. You're too big. You're too great for us. Well, this is happening again here. And, and I think he's anticipating this is going to cause trouble. So he says, God will surely come to your aid and take you up out of this land to the land he promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. So he's, so it finishes here with, the reiteration of the promise given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the story, this is not the end of the story. Genesis isn't the end of the story. It's the beginning of the story. <laughs> so uh, so he's, he's, remember the promise, you're going to go back to the land. Um, and it says, and Joseph made the Israelites swear an oath and said, God will surely come to your aid and then you must carry my bones up from this place. So Joseph is going to say, don't take me back now. No like they did with, with Jacob. He could have said that. No, he said, no, actually, I'll be entombed here, mm. which, which he was. He was uh, entombed there. Uh, you take me with you when you go. Mm. Um, and it says, and so Joseph died at the age of 110, and after they embalmed him, he was placed in a coffin in Egypt. End of the story. And that's the end of the story. Yeah. And you're just waiting yeah. for the next. So it sets the scene now. This is the beginning. Amazing. Of the story. Amazing, amazing. So that is the book of Genesis. The 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 patterns has have been set. I would say, you know, the cornerstone have, has been set for the understanding yeah. of the rest of the Old Testament and the rest of the scripture and our relationship with God all from this book. But coming next, we have Exodus. Yeah. Now, if Genesis is the beginning of God's story of his relationship with man, Exodus is the birth of of the Jewish nation. I mean, we we have the twelve yeah. we have the twelve tribes of Israel sitting there, not really themselves yet. They're not really yeah. like they're they're part they're not of a properly e- constituted people. No, yeah. and they're part yeah. of Egypt, and they're this weird right. relationship there. We leave them there. Exodus is the story mm. that we're going to get. I mean, you can fill in the blank here. Is the story of when the Jewish people became the Jewish people. Yeah, and it's through an act of redemption. Yeah. And the, in Exodus is good because it's it speaks of their escape. Mm. Uh, it's this act of redemption that's going to create God's people. I mean, that's so theologically rich mm. because now we are the people of God. You and I are people of God because of God's act of redemption in Christ. Yeah. And Exodus is going to show how God makes the nation. I mean, the, the nation has been, in a sense, birthed already in the 12 sons, but they're still, they're just a clan at the yeah. moment, yeah. right? That they're... Uh, they're going to become an actual nation um, when they're taken out of Egypt. And uh, they will never forget that they are who they are 
because of an act of grace on God's part and because of an act of redemption that was entirely impossible, Mm. you know, through the waters. I mean, we're going to get into all the symbolism. I'm can't wait actually to get into Exodus. Yeah, really looking forward to it. It's it's, it's amazing. And again, we get the um, we get uh, you know we get introduced to an amazing amazing person who will be so important. You know, as we get into the New Testament as well, is the person of Moses. Yep. We get we get in the book of Exodus. Yep. Uh, we get the idea when we've already seen it, but we get it fleshed out in such a beautiful way. As you said, the, the themes of redemption are so rich in mm. the book of Exodus, and but also the themes of God's guidance through, you know, opposition and how he is, how he works to guide us is amazing, mm. is an amazing pattern yeah. in the book of Exodus. So I cannot wait to yeah, get into the great. book of Exodus. But there's something else I want to, I want to leave everybody with. This is, as we begin 2020, Yep. And we've been doing Thrive Deeper now for 87 episodes, for mm-hmm. crying out loud. Uh, been doing it for a year and a bit. We're going back to our roots. When we first started uh, Thrive Deeper, we said it was going to be a fortnightly podcast. It was every right. two weeks. Yeah. We've Then very quickly we went to weekly. Yep. You know, in some weeks we went to twice a week in the yep. early days there. We're, we're going back to fortnightly. We're going back to every two weeks from now on, on this feed that you get your podcast on, Thrive Deeper is going to be every two weeks. A fortnightly episode will come out. Next week we'll have a normal episode. And then from next week, that's uh, next week is, uh, you know, episode 88 there. Uh, and we go from there every two weeks yep. we Thrive Deeper. Yep. Now that's giving us a bit more space because we've got an idea and you've heard us as, as an avid listener to the show and we've had a few emails about this and a few questions. We've mentioned that we want to do another podcast. Yeah. We finally came up with a name. Perspectives, Thrive Perspectives. Yeah, thrive yep. Perspectives. We're going, we're going with Thrive Perspectives. I think you and Stuart chose that name just to make it hard for me to say <laughs> every week. Thrive is that what we said on? Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it, yeah, is yeah, it is. Yeah, that's right, yeah. It is what we said. Well, well the, the idea is that there are, there are lots of um, uh, there are lots of topics. I mean, we're going to at one stage we're going to call it thrive to- topics. topics. Doesn't yeah. matter what we call it, but um, uh, we we want to be able to talk about um, a lot of other elements of the faith, practical elements. Um, you know, we want to talk about key beliefs. We want to answer. I mean, we the, we get as Christians bombarded with skepticism and and um, all sorts of stuff. And, and we want to be able to speak to some of that yeah. as well as some of the, you know, like there are some, uh, we've done some special episodes already where we've felt like, well, this has happened. We need to address that and talk yes. about that. So it'll give us an opportunity to do that. So it's a way of uh, just teaching, uh, get, getting some stuff, getting hold of some stuff that's a little broader. So uh, that will be a separate feed, I think. Is yeah, that right? we're going to have yeah. that as a separate podcast. So to you'll need to, to subscribe separately to we'll, that. And keep on listening. We'll have it all out there on the social media. So starting February the 14th, Valentine's Day, will be the first episode of Thrive Perspectives. And that we'll see how we go, but we're planning on doing that as a fortnightly show as well. So yep. in reality – you're not getting any less of Matthew and yeah, DJ. Yeah. You're actually going to get more focused in what we do with with Thrive Deeper. And perspectives, the other two element of perspectives that I want to get people excited about is, is twofold. Number one, it's an opportunity for us as a podcast and for us as two friends to bring other voices in yeah. as well. Like, for example, uh, there are some great scholars and people yeah, and yeah. teachers, thinkers, 
you know, well-known lay people, every mm. different type of thing who have really out there opinions of different yeah. things or different insights. Yeah. So we want to bring them onto the onto perspectives yeah. to get exactly that, yeah, that's different right. perspectives. Yeah. Now, tied into the name is a principle that you and I feel really strongly about, uh, and that is as Christians, we have different convictions, yeah. we have different uh, perspectives to yeah. be corny. We have different views about some of the things that aren't central to the doctrine yeah, of the yeah, Christian yeah. faith. Yeah. You know, we have different opinions yeah. about different things. Perspectives, I, I, I feel, and you and I have talked mm. about this, Matt, I'd love you to talk about this. Perspectives might give us a chance yeah. to, to, to show as an example that you can have really great different perspectives about yeah. certain topics or yeah. issues but we're still yeah, yeah, in this right. together. Yeah, yeah. And in a lot of cases, you and I will, I mean, I think we we, we agree on far more than we, but it's, oh. but we've had great dis- yes. conversations <laughs> about things that, that we see where we see differently. Yeah. And I've just thought each time we, someone press a record button, you know, <laughs> uh, because a good, you know, good conversation um, is a great way to dig deeper yeah. in, into some of those topics. So uh, look, I'm actually excited too, because it gives me a chance to bring in, uh, a whole element of my academic, so, so as a, in, in my academic role, you know, I teach philosophy and apologetics and worldview, and and there's a whole some really juicy stuff in that yeah. that I'd love to bring uh, into this perspectives yeah. uh, as well. Stuff that I think is really valuable for equipping us, yes, uh, as, as as Christians. So um, yeah, looking forward to getting stuck into that. Yeah, and it also gives you, the listener, an opportunity. There's sometimes, and I get we get contacted about this all the time. Uh, listen, I've got a question. It doesn't really relate to yeah. what you're going through at Thrive yeah. at the moment, but I've got a really burning yeah. question about yeah, this. So we really need those questions yeah. for Thrive Perspectives. And that'll be what Perspectives is about. Like throw your biggest, curliest questions at it. I love it. You know, like, uh, I mean, because I often get, you know, emails like, oh, my son, I've been talking to my son and my son, you know, all of this sceptical kind of yeah. stuff. And, yep, give it, give that to us too and we'll talk about that yeah. Uh, yeah. just and it can, it, be, it can be a little bit topical about what's going on out in the zeitgeist right yeah, now. Yeah. What about this? I've heard this is happening with that. Again, we don't want to turn it into – it's yeah. not going to be a news show. It's no. not going to be a current affairs show. No. We want to go a little bit higher than that. We don't want to get lost in the weeds yeah, of what's yeah. going on today, you know, but we want to be able to get a little bit interesting, have a little bit more personality in there, have different voices on here. So if mm. hopefully that gets you excited. You'll jump over there and subscribe to that. We'll have all the information on the website, in the show notes, everything like that. Uh, and we'll make sure it's out there everywhere. Thrive Perspectives coming February the 14th. It's on another, it'll be out every Friday as well as mm. Thrive Deeper, you know, out every other week, the two of us there. So that's what we've got going ahead with 2020. Can't wait. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. All right, well, next week, a normal episode. Uh, we'll be back with you, a normal episode, as we get into Exodus. So make sure you get across it. But be prepared in the from there every two weeks. So we're going to be covering a lot more ground. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to be a little bit more focused in what yeah, we talk about. But that's about. okay. Bigger picture. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thank you so much for listening to Thrive Deeper. Uh, on behalf of everybody here and for everybody who's been subscribing since day one, you're absolute legends. Thank you for supporting us through 2020. Matthew, anything you want to close out with this episode? Thank you again to everyone for supporting this. Tell your friends about it. Make use of it. Really uh, blessed by all the feedback too. So thanks, everyone.
Well, we did it. We got through the book of Genesis. They said we couldn't do it, but we proved them wrong. Who's they? I don't know. But I want you to head over to thrivetoday.net.au right now. Head over to our website, thrivetoday.net.au. Use that special offer. The coupon code is THRIVE today to get 50% off your first year's subscription. Whether that's the physical copy or the ebook, you can do it right now. That goes a long way in supporting what we do here at Thrive. Until next week, we're going to get into the book of Exodus. Start reading now and very shortly, we start going into fortnightly episodes. So be prepared. Thrive Deeper is going fortnightly. Every two weeks, we'll let you know more about that on next week's episode. I'm excited about the changes and the way we're growing in 2020. So stoked that you are part of it. Bless you all. Keep us in your prayers. On behalf of Matthew, Stuart and the team behind the works, thank you so much to everybody who supports. It's DJ here. I'll see you next week. Thrive! Thanks for listening to another episode of Thrive Deeper. Matthew and DJ would love to hear your questions and comments about what you are reading in God's Word and in Thrive. The easiest way to do that is to head over to thrivetoday.net.au. Thrive Deeper is on Facebook. Just search and like Thrive Today page for all our latest news. Until next week, our prayer is that this podcast will inspire you to read God's Word and thrive.